0: How are we doing out there, kiddies? Have you been to the website yet? LowdownDirtyShane.com. Go check it out. Careful what you click on. We're starting up a new thing on the page. We're going to be starting up a fan page. We want you to send pictures to us. Apparently the podcast is getting downloaded not only in Florida, where my friends are at, but apparently in other parts of the nation and across the world. I'd like to see where everybody's from. You do have the option to remain anonymous whenever you do contact us at the website. And you can give an alias if you want to give a different name.
1: I want to see pictures.
0: Now do keep in mind that the maximum size of the picture that you can send is only 10 megabytes per picture. And if you're sending more than one, you're allowed to send up to 15 megabytes. But I'd like to see what you send. Be interesting to see who all is watching the show or on YouTube or who all is listening to it on Apple or Spotify. I'm kind of curious who all is out
1: there. How many of you are local?
0: Now we do want to keep things semi-decent on the website. Just because there are some things on there that some people may find offensive like profanity or some of the memes or anything else. We do not allow nudity on the website. That doesn't stop links from being onto the website that sends you over to nudity, but that's just a link. So yes, if you send me dirty pictures, we will keep them. I'm not saying don't send
1: dirty pictures. I'm just saying they won't be posted.
0: The website's gotten to be really fun for me. I'm having fun working on it. There's a, a lot of things that I find humorous. Now, whenever you first go to the website and you take a look, you will already understand the type of humor you are being prepared for. If you don't like that humor, do not proceed into the site. If you do like that humor, then by all means click on everything that you find and read it carefully. Look at all the little details in the webpage because things are always changing. You never know where a link is going to take you. You never know what kind of thing is going to pop up. And with the new fan page that we're starting, you can be part of it. If you have ideas for the web page, let me know. Tell me what you think. Go to lowdowndirtyshane.com, take a look at it. Then you can go to drop me a line and send me an email. Or you can go to, uh, I think it's the social tab on there. Go on that social tab and uh, drop in a little bit of info on there and
1: send us a pic for the fan page. Yeah, I think I found my new passion. This podcast. I'm
0: having way too much fun. Having a blast with the website. Just the little things, the subtle jokes here and there. Just to seeing what I can find that I think would be funny. Maybe somebody else will too. And if you find it humorous, you'll tell a friend.
1: I'm having fun doing the podcast.
0: Hopefully y'all enjoy listening to it. Is my voice soothing? Is it easy to go to sleep listening? I know it's easy to go to sleep when I listen to myself
1: talk. Sometimes I bore the fuck out of myself. What's your passion in life? See, I grew up an
0: artist. And art for me is a passion. Only problem is, I'm ADHD with OCD, so I can't keep a single thought in my head long enough to concentrate on a single picture to draw. So I mimic. I see something, and I draw something similar or the exact same thing. I'll always freehand, sometimes I'll use grids but I'm still kind of learning on a lot of things. I never really had the training and the teaching that I needed whenever I was younger. You see, drawing pictures, growing up, drawing pictures, everybody always did the same thing. Anytime they ever saw one of my pictures, they sounded just like my family members. Oh my God, that is so good. You're so good at this. My favorite line that I always hear is, oh my God, I can't even draw a stick figure. Don't get me wrong. I'm very appreciative of the talent that God has given me with my artistic skills. But the thing is, my artistic skills is not just about drawing. You'll find there's a lot of artists in the world that it's that artistic skill that they have that it spreads across art, music, paint, sculpting, cooking, it's all of that, and that's that's really where my passion lies is just a taste of all of that. You know, um, yeah, you know, it, one of the things that I truly love about cooking, I would tell people that I, I enjoy cooking, and because you can't lie when you eat food, you can't you can try but your body won't let you I mean if you really don't like something you really don't like it there there's there's no way to force your body to say yes this is fucking yummy now somebody will lie to you they'll lie to your face oh it was so good you want some more oh no thank you no thank you i'm full and they didn't even finish their plate now they they semi enjoyed it it was okay it wasn't anything too extravagant they ate a little bit to satisfy you you know if it's disgusting they're not gonna oh my god dude i can't fucking touch that
1: but if it's good
0: Dude, they're going to ask for more and they're going to want you to cook it again if they don't ask for the recipe.
1: You fall in love with that feeling. When you repeat this performance
0: over and over and you have them coming back for more what are you cooking next what are you making next i didn't know you could put that in there oh my god that sounds amazing i enjoy that you see whenever people look at my artwork you know i don't know if they're being honest And I learned from this as I grew up drawing because I never got that real critique that I needed. I never even got it until I was in my fucking thirties in college. Then I finally got that real critique and then I started developing and then I started improving and doing better. And I learned about grid drawing and everything else i mean i took fucking classes in high school but like i said in one of the episodes i had to transfer fucking art credit over to fucking interior design and that was in high school
1: how the fuck are artists supposed to be able to grow
0: If you don't give them the strength and environment that they need to do so, we preach about the fact that we need more artists in the world because it's the artist that can think outside the box it's the artist that can see that creativity whenever you look at a fucking house a house is a piece of art man there is somebody who designed this structure to be stable within a certain amount of time frame under certain amounts of fucking conditions and that it will be able to stand up and look like it does the entire fucking time
1: look at the skyscrapers look at the museums
0: not only was these were these people visionaries They were fucking geniuses when it came to the math and the science needed for these structures to maintain. That's a whole
1: other level of art in itself that I can never fucking touch.
0: But you see the passion in their work. You see their love and their drive
1: in what they touch.
0: Now, I'm not talking about some of these cookie cutter fucking houses that are generated by computers and put together so everybody can look, you know, all nice and they're pretty and they're fucking, you know, HOA fucking development housing fucking areas. <clears throat> with their uniform lawns and uniform roofs and uniform trees and uniform fucking windows and hashes. And oh my God, heaven forbid you hang an American flag or a fucking Trump flag out in one of those fucking neighborhoods. Next thing you know, you're a fucking white supremacist and a villain and all this bigot and xenophobic and blah, 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 blah.
1: getting to the point where you can't even speak out on much of anything anymore.
0: So if your passion is for the benefit of this country and the betterment of this country
1: because I know people who are career
0: military and that is their passion. Hmm they love and cherish everything about this country and what it stands for and believe that that should be upheld at all fucking costs. And these people are willing to die for it. And the thing is, it's not so much dying for the country. It's not a sacrifice for the country itself. It's a sacrifice for the people of the country. It's for us. Now, you do have your jackoffs that are in there that like their time in the spotlight and they sit on their MSDNC and they talk about blah, blah, blah. Those are the ones that slipped. You see, I would say 99% of the people that go into public service whether it be political office, military, judicial, even in the, uh, you know, in the lawyers and such, you know, they, they, they would do this with good morals, with a good vision, a good heart, and really wanting to do these things for the right reason and the betterment of people. But then they get that
1: that taste. Mm.
0: What's that you say, Mr. Lobbyist? Y'all can donate how much to my campaign fund?
1: And this is legal?
0: Oh, I'm a police officer now, so you have to listen to me. I'm
1: not going to get picked on anymore. Oh,
0: you can make how much money for the defense? See, I mean, I believe... I want to believe 99% of them have the best of intentions whenever they first get into this position. Call me an
1: optimist.
0: Next thing you know, they're bought out by the fucking lizard people and they're toting fucking secrets of Area 51 and trying to catch you to obey through using MK Ultra and blah, blah, blah. That's if you believe in all of that. This would be, as my uh, one of my favorite TV personalities would say, a conspiracy theorist would say.
1: Yeah. It's kind of interesting.
0: I mean, what's the running joke right now? The difference between a conspiracy theory and the truth is about six months. Hmm. kind of funny all the shit that's going on with Ukraine right now right I mean could you imagine how passionate are some of those people that are fighting for the Biden regime I mean seriously I've seen some very passionate SJWs out there fighting And they kind of fucking scare the fuck out of
1: me. Now is that passion or insanity? I mean. And
0: they want to call us a cult. Because we believe in the second amendment. And the first amendment. And the rest of the fucking constitution. Hell, my regular phrase that I keep talking to people about is what was the whole fucking purpose for the Boston Tea Party? Taxation without proper representation. We haven't had proper representation of our goddamn tax dollars for I don't know how many fucking years now.
1: Why is it our money has to
0: go to other fucking countries? What's the whole fucking purpose of that? How does that benefit us? So again, I ask, taxation without proper representation. Where is our representation? Where is my money going? No. Sorry, my Apple's not working as well as it's supposed to. It's supposed to be silent between all of my devices, but apparently it wasn't. Something I need to remedy.
1: Oh. So what's your passion? You have a passion for art. You have a passion for music. You have a passion for books. See, because I'm a sucker for a really good story. Love stories. Something to whisk you away into another land. Maybe something similar to you that you can relate to. I like good stories, get you involved, but they've got to be told well. I'm sorry because
0: and you don't have to use a lot of big words. See, if I have to stop and look up what the fuck every word means, But if you can
1: give a detailed description
0: with just a little bit using regular words, that's why I like analogies. Analogies are really good, it gives you in depth, in a sense. I like analogies. I use a lot of analogies at work. People give me shit for it. I like to have fun. I guess that's part of the reason why I loved uh, Larry the Keeble guy so much. Angrier than an Ethiopian, legless Ethiopian watching a donut roll downhill. My favorite is I'm working harder than a whore on nickel night. Yeah, that's one of my favorites. That one, and uh, I would ask people, I'm like, Am I wearing overalls? Am I dressed anything like a farmer? Then why don't we try flinging that bullshit somewhere else? Thanks and bye. Mm. Yeah. Analogies are fun. I think it's the best way to describe situations for me. Like we had a situation to where I had a boss that he wasn't, he wasn't even focusing on the real problem. You know, we had a major problem that was in the building and he was dealing with little bitty situations, acting like he was being involved whenever all he was doing was disregarding the main thing. I think he was working like our president does now. That being said, I explained to him, I'm like, dude, your entire fucking house is on fire right now and you're putting out the coffee table. You get my drift?
1: I guess some people can't really understand it until you just kind of explain it to them. Hmm. What other
0: passions are out there? We've talked about politics. Politics ruins everything, so it's gotta be kind of shitty if you're passionate about politics, huh? You are the underdog. You're the one that really wants to make politics a positive thing. You're the one that wants to bring positive politicals to the fucking world.
1: Hurrah!
0: Well, whenever politicians start speaking the truth and stop talking out their ass all the goddamn time, I mean, I think that's the whole purpose for the way that the legislation is written. It's not written for common man. It's written so it's so fucking hard to understand that you'll never even truly know what the fuck they're doing with all of these laws and they can just dupe you and rape you in a regular basis. It's like our elections need to come with a gallon jug of KY because if they're They're gonna fuck us. We might as well make it a little bit easier for them. It's because of politics we have phrases of the best of two evils. Can imagine, think about the words that we're fucking saying we're selecting the better of two evils because nobody else will do it but if you have a regular joe that comes up there that tries to do what they're doing you're gonna say well that person can't do it because that person's not a politician but at the same time you're gonna sit there and talk about how all politicians are fucking evil and you're selecting the best of the two It's a walking fucking contradiction in terms, man. You make no goddamn sense when you spew out this shit. But this is the shit that people say on a regular fucking basis daily now. And now it's gotten so far with the two-party system. The two-party system's not even left or right anymore. It's right or wrong. But the thing is, they're both sides are screaming fucking right. Everybody's hiding something. Nobody really knows the fucking truth. Everybody's fucking involved. We're just eating it up like a fucking toddler in a fucking candy store let loose in the dark. It's fucking crazy. Nobody wants to tell you the truth anymore because everybody's getting paid not to. The ones that do want to try to tell you the truth, you've already been brainwashed and convinced these motherfuckers are crazy. I mean, think about it. You are sitting there telling somebody that, sorry you're sitting there and you're telling somebody that it's completely fucking impossible that the government is always fucking looking out for the betterment of themselves. And that we're actually ruled by these elite rich and powerful that that's impossible, right? That that's fucking crazy. But at the same time, you're also going to fucking tell me that we live streamed from the fucking moon.
1: Right. They never lied to you about that.
0: you honestly think i mean how many years did we sit there and we call people crazy on a regular basis because they talked about aliens and videos of aliens and oh my god that's doctored and that's not real and oh my god it's mysterious but they're not fucking real and there's no such thing and all of a sudden the cia and the government comes out and says yeah they're real but they just kind of slipped it out there Old time they released the shit we're all arguing something probably about Trump or Biden or the president or something. But yeah, aliens are real, yeah. Yeah, we've got it documented. We don't know how much of the documentation is actually really there, but they left a little bit out there for us. The man that gets elected president and is sitting the president. He says he's going to destroy the secret service agencies that are spying on the people and are being paid by tax dollars. He's going to dismantle this and destroy this. And then all of a sudden he's murdered,
1: but it was the mafia, right? There's people
0: that are really passionate. My mom was passionate about that JFK thing. Dude, she watched so many fucking documentaries.
1: So much.
0: That's a big one with Oliver Stone, too. I think that was a big podcast for Joe Rogan is whenever he had Oliver Stone on there and they were talking about the whole JFK
1: thing. I've been told I get a little too passionate whenever I talk, but the thing is I have zero tolerance for stupid
0: and... See, there's a difference between ignorance and stupidity. You see, ignorance is not having the knowledge to put to use to where stupidity is having the knowledge but not putting it to use. So when I'm trying to show somebody something or educate somebody on something, something that they're speaking of then they have absolutely no real fucking knowledge of, That's blind stupidity. So I try to educate them and I try to teach them. And whenever they hear these words and refuse to listen, that is blatant stupidity. And whenever I show them and verify the things that I'm saying and give them the evidence...
1: And they still refuse.
0: That is utter stupidity. And I just have zero tolerance for stupid.
1: I can't do it.
0: So I get kind of passionate. I really want to get my point across unfortunately it comes across as sometimes aggressive oh my god you're triggering me you do know how sad it is that the fact snowflake is even a terminology so commonly used and sometimes even accepted Marvel made a character named Snowflake, partnered up with Safe Space. Yeah. And these are supposed to be the fucking superheroes now here's my theory here's my thought process i don't have anything against the snowflakes and the safe space ones all right it's not really their fault it's all in the upbringing it's the nature versus nurture situation right and it's just it was only a matter of time it was an evolution in itself and it was bound to happen this is a requirement of the evolution of life in itself. You see, it starts off in hard times, right? And hard times makes for hard men. And hard men makes for easy times. And then easy times makes for soft men. And then soft men makes for hard times. And then we repeat the process again and again and again. There's a reason why it's
1: called the circle of life.
0: So we're creating hard times to create the strong, hard men again. I mean, think about it. Think about it, man. I was a Gen Xer, right? I'm still am a Gen Xer because I'm still around. I'm not a was yet. At least I don't think I am. If I am, somebody fucking let me know. But I'm a Gen Xer, man. I was one of the ones. Why? Why are Gen Xers so hard, so tough? Because there's a term that a lot of people seem to forget: latchkey kid. What did it mean to be a latchkey kid? That means your key was latched onto you at all fucking times. You're ten years old. And you have a house key because mom and dad are both at work by the time you get dropped off from the bus at school. So you go home, you make your snacks, you turn on ducktails and you do your fucking homework. That's what you do we were self-sufficient. We were self-reliant. We didn't have a choice in the fucking matter, right? All of the decks were always fucking stacked against us, man. We were the ones that was involved in all of the evolution of mankind in itself. We were the ones that was involved in the technology evolving the way that it did. We were the ones that were guiding our parents and teaching our parents how to use the fucking VCRs because the things came out and they couldn't fucking understand it, but we could. Because we learned how to teach ourselves We were self-sufficient, self-reliant. We didn't have that support. We didn't have that backup. They told us to fucking go away until it got dark. We were still part of the generation that had parents that were saying kids should be spoken when only spoken to, so we learned how to talk off to the side and we do the things on our own. The difference between you and us is the fact that we didn't get fucking caught and we weren't dumb enough to expose ourselves. So, we grew up in the hard times. Now, mind you, it was already, it was the beginnings of becoming easy, right? Things were becoming more convenient. Cable TV... Right? See, our parents were the parents that were in the midst of the real hard times. My father grew up in a town and he didn't have indoor plumbing until he was 15 fucking years old. They were hard times.
1: But it was progressively getting easier. We had hard times but it progressively got easier.
0: You see, as it gets easier, each generation gets softer and everything becomes more traumatic. You see, I don't have a right to tell someone that their trauma is not as bad as my trauma. It's not right for me. Because the thing is, this person has not been exposed to the uh to the things in life that I have. And so things that would be traumatic for him is just a walk in the park for me. And it's my job to try to teach this person how to deal with that trauma and move on with it. Like I said before, kind of like how I teach my kids, be victimized, don't be the victim, right? So the problem that we have is a lot of these generations now they're not being taught how to deal with these tragedies and they're becoming more and more soft as they go along and just making the world more and more fucking difficult because whenever you're that soft, you don't fight back against tyranny. You don't stand up against tyranny because you're afraid of getting hurt, getting triggered or getting in trouble. So you comply. You want it to stop, but it's because you comply that it continues. And then they blame those that fight against. You see, they did that to us in the army. This is how they talk camaraderie. This is how they weed out the ones who are the weasels and the pieces of shit whenever you're in the military. They blame someone and see how everybody reacts. Oh, we were going to let you use the phones tonight. But because Herring decided to wear his boots in my bay, nobody uses phones. Well, they weren't going to let anybody use the phones in the first fucking place. But they wanted to throw somebody out there and have a reason for it. So they want to pit each other against each other. And see if we stand together. And the whole point of this is to not make everybody hate me but to make everybody look out for me to make sure it doesn't happen again. Because the thing is mistakes fucking happen. If it was on purpose, they wouldn't call it an accident. Maybe my mind was somewhere else. Maybe I was in a rush. Maybe I was in a panic situation because when you're in the battle, you do get in a panic situation. Now, mind you, I've never been into battle. I've never seen combat. But I have seen people panic when they hold a live grenade in their fucking hand. And I've seen people panic when you're doing your crawls, when you're doing 400 meters crawls with live rounds going off four feet above your head. People panic, they make mistakes. And it's up to your battle buddies to watch over each other, not fight against each other. Now the media has something else in mind. They want you to hate each other. But it's not working. More and more people are waking up to the truth of what's going on in the world and they're standing up together. I mean, who'd have at it fucking Canada is going to help save the fucking world? What's that? all a boot.
1: Fucking love Canadians.
0: Has anybody out there ever seen that show, that movie, Strange Brew? Bob and Doug McKenzie. These were the McKenzie brothers, and it came off of SCTV. They were pretty much the rednecks of the Canadians. And I didn't know Canadians actually talk that way. You know, I mean, I knew they had an accent. They would say things like a boot and so forth like that. But these guys, man, they they had that, that heavy accent. Hey, what's that old boot, eh? Yeah. Don't be such a hooser, eh? There are people in Canada that actually talk like that, and I came across this one time. I'm at a friend of mine's house now, his his name was I don't forget I forget what the fuck his name was. Either way, we were at my friend's house. We called him Cockroach because of the fucking Roseanne show and the way his hair was looked kind of like a cockroach. It was funny at the time, I guess, but uh, yeah his dad was from canada we were talking about concerts that we wanted to go to when his dad just pops off he's like hey best freaking concert i ever went to he eh, was a freaking metallica concert he eh? was like freaking badass hey eh? sweet jesus mother of fucking pearl goddamn you holy fucking shit you sound like that for real i damn near pissed myself I think I was like thirteen years old. That was the coolest shit I ever heard. I wanted him to hear I wanted to hear him talk some more. Say something else. Say something else. Later I had a friend of mine, a manager friend, he was from Canada, and he's like, Yeah, those are like the redneck versions of the Canadians. Those are the backwoods guys. I wanna hang out with some of those guys. Those are hardcore hockey guys, too. Dude, they'll fight any fucking thing. I guess maybe, you know, watch enough Letterkenny, you'll learn how to do a Canadian accent, I guess. Fucking love that show, Letterkenny, if you haven't seen it. It's hilarious. Letterkenny kind of reminds me of... a. Uh, I mean, it's got that dry humor, almost like a fucking Canadian version of Airplane, I guess, in a sense, without, you know, with less stick and more vocal. I don't know. It's fucking funny, though. So have you thought about any passions you have? Did I come across any of your passions that I was talking about? Did you get mad and disagree with something that I was saying and get really passionate and heated about it? You can let me know. Drop a line. Go to lowdowndirtyshane.com. Go to drop a line. Let me know. I'll read your emails on this. I read the good ones, I read the bad ones. You let me know if you want to be anonymous. Give me a fake name, I don't care. If you want somebody to listen to it. If you want somebody else to hear it. I don't have a problem. If you want to be on the fan page, go to the social life tab. Sign up for it on there. We've also got links on there that let you go to the YouTube channel. We've got some other shows that you can see on there. Apparently, I'm going to be bringing Scooby back see if anybody likes that. I thought he was pretty funny. You might get a kick out of him, too. That's our internet news guy. He keeps you up on the social media, in a sense, mostly with TikTok and uh, Telegram, I guess. Maybe he'll cover all of our conspiracy news and have his own little conspiracy channel. A weekly show of that. How's that sound? Anybody want to see anything like that? Let me know what you think. Alright, kiddies. Well, I think it's about long enough for me tonight. Let's see what other kind of trouble I can get into. Don't forget, lowdowndirtyshane.com. Drop me a line. Send me a pic. Till next time, kiddies.